and you're listening to The Lake Radio. I'm uh, Arash Pandi, I come from Iran and I play electronic experimental music. So the concert that I did in, 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 in Alice in late uh, October, it, that, that's a continuation of this set that, that I started uh, uh, last year to perform it. And so it's, a, it's an old project that is just like growing, but I think now it's kind of has it got its final shape because now the tracks are also ready for to be in an in an album which is going to be released soon so this this was the new uh, the new setup with, with a bit of a changes and the new tracks that is going to be in the album the thing is that it's an audiovisual uh, live set which was made based on the sound so first the sounds and music they were there and then my friend Morteza Rahramanian, he made the, the visuals for that and we rehearsed together for the Tadaix festival in Iran. So he could not come or we applied for a visa but he, he could not get a visa and fortunately Lisa was there and she could uh, do the visuals which, is, which went uh, pretty fine but it is still like I'm missing uh, of course one, one part of the performance but I think it went, it went pretty fine. How we worked and to make these visuals was that yeah of course I, I I made the music first it was I was invited to play at the, the TEDx uh, festival in Tehran and we were not sure if we are going to do it audiovisual like they said that it's it's nice if you make it audiovisual and I said okay I like to do it and Morteza was the only one that I knew that I could work with also we were friends and it was just easy so I made my live set and then I gave it to him and then I just gave him some ideas that this is how I see the general form of the visual it should go. I think we, 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 we started with what we don't like. We don't like these fancy things, we don't like these new things that is just everything flashing all the time or sinking. But we want to kind of mm, see how with these like, ideas that I have in music and sound, how do you see them in visual? Uh, so it was some kind of a general tips or guidelines from me and of course I gave him some video materials of my childhood videos and the rest it was it was it was his work and then we sit together and we were both trying to see okay how how can they work together now it's not just a music video for the music for the sounds but how can we actually 
implemented to work together, perform together. So the name Exotic Paradox, uh, of course it came after I made the, the music or the set, but it was like a, a look that I had to uh, that had to be taken to the whole uh, music and see that, okay, what, what is it really? Like, what is it talking about, all of it? It basically, it's, it is this, the paradox kind of in the music, it's also is there as it is in our life uh, or in our existence for me. So, so in the music-wise, there are, of course, this scales which is not really a scales but like it's called daska or gouche as the this uh, scale system of persian classical music which i'm which i'm using to make the sounds uh, in it so the sounds are sometimes they go into microtonal scales and they they might sound a bit weird but for me they sound they just sounds familiar that that's that's where actually it's a start to sound familiar for me and i had this gap in, in my uh, own electronic music journey, I had this gap that I could not find the sounds that are familiar. Uh, but with this kind of a system, then I could really feel myself in it. I was uh, I was playing music in Iran as a guitarist, I would say, in a rock band, and then I slowly got to electronic music or music production and getting to know the softwares and doing the production for my band or my ex-band in Iran, and then I found a college or university in Denmark to study sound design, uh, Sony College, and then yeah, I just applied there and I got in and um, and now I'm more as a performer and a teacher and than what I was before it was more student and just experimenting with different things I started with uh, with a Persian percussion instrument actually when I was a kid uh, which is called tombak but I was not into traditional music and then then I got in my teenage time I got to the rock music scene and this kind of thing and then I got back to the traditional as a listener, not as a musician. Uh, it's a very recent thing that I'm, as a musician, I'm again into the, so I'm just learning the, the traditional music. So I would say it's my ear is more trained to the sounds and to frequencies, to the texture of the sounds, to the process that it can be done, to the layers and to the dynamic of the sounds. And one side of it, it is the, the personal feeling uh, that I told you that something was not satisfying me when I was making even sound wise when, when it was sounding good but still something was missing but when I use these scales there is some kind of 
I don't want to say it's nostalgic, but there's something very real talk to me that I can continue working on, that it was very difficult for me to actually continue working on music. Uh, that's also a paradox. I was a musician and spending a lot of time on music, uh, but then at some point it was, I was, it was difficult for me to sit and work on music. This way it actually solved that problem in a way. I always enjoy when I, when I hear my sounds through those kind of scales or something. It just motivates me to work more and more. But at the same time I also think that there's just so much even experimental music, there's just so much things going on that for me it's like that I have to make something new, like uh, it, that also maybe the listeners, they could just think about it, oh, like, where does this come from? Or like, uh, what is, what is this doing here? Is it just like random, mm, out of tune notes? And then they would see that, no, it's not actually out of tune to, you know, make this curiosity that what is the origin of these things? And for me, it's important to that there would be a way that we think about our origin, the culture and the history that we had. how to in introduce my music. Generally, it's, it's pure synthesis and all the melodies, it's, it's, it comes from these scales. How they work is that they have, for instance, it's the same as this, uh, what do you call it, 12 tempered uh, note scale. So it's, it's, it's the same, more or less. And then on the sixth or on the, on the seventh note, then there is this quarter uh, tones that goes up or down which is not really quarter in in real in real life but to make it easy i just made it a quarter so how how i've how i made it is that i i play these melodies in these in these scales and then the sounds i make them mostly in in ableton live some of them there's also in in a language called chuck is also environment for programming sound and music some of the tracks are very atmospheric and you have you need to have some patience to listen to it it's something that slowly uh, opens up and it's two three layers that they kind of come through each other and then the the last track is more maybe western oriented in terms of composition it has these breaks it has this uh, four and four beat uh, it's very rhythmic and also very melodic it's not very atmospheric and it doesn't need a lot of patience so that's maybe the easiest easiest one
I like to learn more. Uh, so I like to understand the, the Persian classical music. So what I want to do with, with my music is not necessarily to just create something new, but, but I'm also learning through it. And I want to find a way that maybe I don't know I don't I don't really think about this but maybe that for Iranian musicians that they would see that okay we don't really need to copy paste uh, what an electronic musician is doing in Germany or in, in London or something but we can learn from them and then we can also learn our music and then create something something nice out of it because I was inspired by Soot himself but also Ali Reza Mashaykhi and uh, Daryush Dolat Shahi I think this this three they were the they were the main figures of uh, Persian electronic music from uh, 60s to now. So that was that was the music that really like hit me. That okay, this is something that has a lot of potential to just go and explore. So yeah, it's it's something that I that I explore and I try to also make something that is is not just experiment. It 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 has some kind of a identity it has a storytelling even if it's very abstract but that's what i try to to reach to Yeah, well, now I started to actually learn an instrument. It's called tambour. It's a string instrument. It has three string and two of them is double. So two of them is so it's actually two tunes, two two notes or two two tunes, and they are tuned to as a fifth. So it's it's pretty simple. It's a Kurdish instrument and it's very old. It's mm, it's dated back to six thousand years ago. That music is called Maram music, which is a bit different than this des deska. Uh, so that was a whole new thing for me. That well, okay, I, that from now, like until now, I thought that there's only like these few scales, and then of course it's not just few scales. There's a lot of this small uh, modulation that they do in it. But I thought that, that that's uh, that's the main thing. And then I I found out that no, there's whole another thing, which is the in the traditional music there are also sometimes maram music or regional music i think that's what they call it translated so the, sometimes they get mixed and there was some uh, some records that for instance there is this record by Kehan Kalhor which he also performed in Alice uh, two years ago he's a master in Kamanche which is like a Iranian version of violin and he is, he is really uh, a, a genius so he, he made this record called Shab Sukut Kavir as a night, silence and desert, uh, which uh, he, he invites uh, some of these regional musicians. He, he, made, he composed the music, but then they also have improvisation. And so it's a mix of traditional music and regional. That was one of my top favorites. So there was something I knew about it, but I didn't knew about the details. And then I met some friend that they actually played tambour and then we talked about it more and they 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 showed me that yeah well in actually in regional music necessarily there is no microtonality that was also the interesting for me that that i thought that 
the whole mysterious thing is this microtonal. I said, no, 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 it's, it's really just not microtonality. It's, it's how they actually put these things together. It doesn't sound Western, it sounds still Iranian. So it's, that's a whole new world. One thing is that you have like seven notes or something, but then the other thing is that how are you moving through those notes? So if you really move through those notes the way that a tambour player is moving, then it can sound like that. But if you just have this, the scales or the notes and say, okay, this is the scale, you just go and play. If I jump from, I don't know, the first note to the fifth note and then come back to the fourth and three, it just doesn't sound Iranian. It's the same thing with these scales that that I have made that has even has uh, microtonal uh, notes in it. But if I don't play it as an Iranian player, it doesn't sound actually Iranian. There was this section in my concert that I improvise, uh, I, I play something. It's, it's an instrument that I made like as a, with modal synthesis to sound like Santur. And I, and I played a lot with that and, I, and I've seen that, okay, I cannot, I'm not free to just do whatever because it's a microtonal system or something. If I try to be a bit too creative and because I'm not skilled in terms of like uh, how to play this scale or something, I can easily just make it not sound Iranian. So I just trust my intuition and my ear that, that is kind of trained uh, as a listener to Iranian music. And I make the melodies that, that can sound like that, or try to just like remember what kind of movement they had. That's, that's also interesting for me that, okay, there's always limitation. Either though you are really free because it's just a whole new world, but you have to limit yourself to achieve something that can sound right. music scene in, in Iran, it has found its audience a lot, I, I, I would say, in the in the last years. Like, for instance, in the city that I was living, it's called Resht, it's the capital of one of the northern regions by the Caspian Sea. It's a small city, but it is a cultural city. They used to, a lot of things happened even before revolution there. But, I mean, there were the people, that when we were talking about, like, I don't know, audiovisual, then, I mean, you, you need to translate it to Farsi, which sounds a little bit weird. It's, it's in a way, if you say, sound picture. But anyway, like, in Farsi, it, it's, when you hear it, it sounds weird, but it now it has 
it has found its audience and they also people know when they hear audiovisual what are they going to expect and um, in rest i was helping some other friends and then some of the events uh, i was in charge to actually arrange it uh, but we did have i think uh, three or four events of uh, electroacoustic um, performances and we had a multi-channel performance in Resht uh, in the old uh, city municipality which is now it's supposed to be a cultural place i don't think so much things happening there but it was this very old building a round building uh, and then we put eight speakers around and we invited some mostly modern classical composers to come and perform their pieces and then I made a piece for that and there was uh, Arsalan Abedian also he sent his piece he's a uh, and there was some other events like a mini electronic music festival The electronic music is not following the, the same problem that pop music or western music was dealing with after the revolution. I think it's actually there's I mean there's no legal problem to have electronic concerts for instance. That's that's what we actually notice because usually in the small cities they are more tough on giving permission or something for new things. But we actually we had no problems to to get permissions and we could we could have these concerts. Uh, so I think the, the the problem is more about how much can you sell, and it's at the same time that that the music scene has been opened in Iran, but there is also a lot of corruption going on in in groups and mafias that they try to kind of just run the whole business of music themselves. So they mm, there are also stories that they have some connections in the. A cultural ministry or something like that when they see that okay something else is happening they could actually affect the decision of giving the permission or not because it's not going through their channel or something this is the whole uh, other other word and it, it would take a long time to, to talk about it and I don't know much about it but I've heard the stories and I've been also in 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 situations that I could see this kind of thing happens but if you want to talk about experimental electronic music, um, that's what I could sell is mostly about that it cannot sell so much because it, it has its audience, but it still is not an audience that you could maybe, I don't know, pay the money of the renting the, the hall or all the commercial things and renting all the equipments or something like that. And for releasing music is is also the same. You need to find a sponsor that wants to that wants to release this kind of music. But for more mainstream electronic music, I don't think there is a problem. Even this compilation that Zapta Sot released, the compilation of sound artists, I talk with someone in Iran that has a music studio and they have this foundation they also can release music and I told him that could we release this kind of music and he said yeah there's no problem 
Like he didn't even say that, okay, we have to maybe select and maybe talk about it. He said, there's no problem. I mean, of course, there are the, the, the red, red lines or the, the, the taboo of, for instance, of course, you cannot have a female vocal as the main vocal of your music. Uh, but if you put it in some kind of a background or, you know, you have to compose it in a way that you get the, the permission. So th these are the still, still the things that, 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 um, that it is a taboo and it is because it's, it comes from this state religious uh, system that has made these limitations. There's one more thing that I have to tell you that is uh, interesting. It's a creative way of working things out in Iran. For instance, I have a, I have a female friend that she plays guitar and sing. It's just as simple as that. And she actually performed live in, in Tehran two times, legally. And she could also um, advertise on that. And nothing really happened, but that's because uh, it was called through a performance, so it was a performance art, and she's also into theater, and um, they didn't really have so much of a performance, but but she had something that could just like be an excuse that this is not a music concert, so they were advertising as a performance of blah 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 blah, uh, and then she was just sitting there having a guitar playing and 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 singing which is actually not allowed usually. I remember when that the first kind of a maybe a rock concert more than six, seven years ago, if you wanted to have a concert that it was a little bit outside of the norm, then uh, they call it exploration. But the translation was that it's, it's, uh, it's exploring something, a performance to explore something. So it's not actually an artistic word. The word that they use in Farsi is more like uh, educational. Then you could get permission for that. And also for things with laptop or something, it's pretty easy that just, uh, or like a laptop and some controllers, that's not music instruments for them. Now there's no problem for these things, but in the some years back, back years ago, there was also like that. I don't think that nowadays there's there's a lot of this kind of tricking going on. Maybe except that that my female friend she had to make that because it was just uh, no way to get a permission to have a concert with with her singing. Because when you say concert, then they ask, and there are these papers you have to write who is the performer, what does she or he do, and give us some examples. But if it's a theater or if it's a performance art, there's no, like, what does she do? She's a performer. Like, you cannot say that she's going to sing or she's going to dance or or things like that. And I mean, it's not that easy necessarily, but I'm just saying that things also works like that. And it's not necessarily that, that you need to trick them in a very clever way and then you can survive. No, maybe 
there would be somebody from the cultural ministry comes to your show and then he sees it and then he's just not the right guy and he can mess things up a little bit. I think people take the risk, but it's nothing big that I have seen that has happened at least in the last years. There are many, many things that has worked out without any problem. Even, for instance, my performance in TEDx, it was in a big, big, big shopping mall building. There was one floor of it was this TEDx uh, thing. So it was a huge screen and not a lot of people, but of course it had this crowd. And the visuals that I use for instance is my parents dancing um, with their friends and you know no hijab or something like that. So that is not something that you can get permission for that. But also I'm sure that if they also see it, it's not that then they were, they were gonna, I don't know, send a letter to them and say that you are not allowed to do any other performance because of that. You know, as long, this is my general feeling and it's also the in, 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 in the politics, as long as you don't make a big deal out of it and as long as it doesn't go through these channels of like whoa like these things happened to iran and how the government didn't notice this then there's no problem but if if you're gonna talk about it a lot and bring it out then then maybe they're gonna be a bit careful for the next time or something because they don't want that kind of news goes out that uh, oh like people are tricking the government like this and this and that you know So I came back after four years and I saw I could see the change in, in many things. And usually I think when you live in what well, people were living in Iran, they don't really uh, realize or they don't like to realize it. Uh, or maybe they would just say that, well, they have to change this. But anyway, for me, said, I don't get to this discussion so much. I said, OK, but you have to accept that things are changing. Like, for instance, there is this um, the biggest festival of Iran, which is called Fajr. And that is the time after uh, the anniversary of revolution. So there is this 10 days uh, of kind of celebration or something. And it's a festival for for everything, for uh, cinema and music and theater or something. Usually it's in Tehran, but this year they had the music festival even uh, also in Rasht, for instance. And three of my friends, my ex-bands, Moonhead, and another uh, rock band, Mahula, and another band which is more like a pop rock jazz if i want to say uh, i forgot the name but they actually they got invited and they, they they played and i was telling my friends that okay we talk about all this politics we talk about that why did they filter telegram or something why is this uh, we can sit and talk about it but you also have to appreciate that or just at least to realize that now you're um, you're performing in Fajr Festival. Fajr Festival for all of us was just something super official. 
is only something that the government accepts and this kind of thing and now you are playing there and w- look at what is your lyrics like your lyrics are not really just like uh, happy lyrics that everything is good or something it is criticizing the society and something so there is a space in that and you don't need to necessarily just see what is not working but but you can also see that what is working compared to 10 years ago or something and then think about it that okay maybe we can even make this even faster but we have to see how did we get to this how how things work did we necessarily have to fight to destroy something or maybe there are other possibilities fajr is f-a-j-r i i don't i don't know if i if i would recommend that i mean i um i'm not myself i'm not following it because it, it is a very official thing you know it's very much like related to all this uh celebration or something but it is the biggest festival also um i mean it depends what what you what what you're looking for so what i would recommend it in in the electro in experimental music scene it would be the set festival uh, TEDx is also uh, is also good uh, and for a regional uh, music festival there is this festival called the INA Dar so it's A Y E N E and then D A R I don't know how much inf- like data you can find online I mean how much material actually you can find but it, the, the thing is that what they do is that they're actually finding regional musicians that they don't call themselves necessarily musicians. You know, when you, when you, when the, the real masters of these uh, musicians or something, uh, these re- regional musicians, they are just having their life. And what how they see music is not that it's an art that they are doing, but it's their kind of position in, in the world, in the region that they are. I would definitely say that things are changing. It's not that I agree with with everything that is happening in Iran is going on, but I do believe that we have to accept that and we have to realize that there is a picture of Iran has been shown in the Western, which is not the reality in uh, in Iran. Iran has definitely been pictured as a very dark, uh, conservative dictator a state which is really not like that. It has its own complex system and it's not as easy to understand and it's not as maybe if you want to say democratic as you would think of but it's not also as dictatorship as as you would think of. plans for the future well first of all my album is going to be released so I I, I finished uh, mixing and it's going to be released by Zapta Soth actually uh, Atos uh, label uh, in probably early beginning of the next next year when there are a few few materials that is not in the live set uh, that is in the album generally that the, the plans that I have is, is more to focus on, on the teaching and I have some things that I want to explore about uh, programming and how can we use uh, sound and visual to make curiosity for for students, and because that was how I got very interest, interested in 
in programming. So that's that's something that I like to explore and see where, where it goes also with the new composition experimentation that I would make. called Arash and you're listening to the late radio. The lake. 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 The lake.